0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Kieker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm your host, Steve Keeker president of senior care consulting just want to thank you for tuning in today i really appreciate it and as you listen to this program just understand that you are joined by thousands and thousands of others who are interested in this exact same information the way i look at this you know we're all in this together we're helping each other out here so it's a really really neat community uh, the mission of senior care live is to provide you the information education and resources for seniors and their caregivers. So we have two uh, really uh, uh, different audiences, definitely related, but the first audience would be baby boomers, adult children caring for or providing support for uh, their aging parents. So that's uh, one segment of our audience. And then the other segment would be the seniors themselves who are taking matters into their own hands. They're preparing for their own needs uh, and they're doing that independently. So again, if you're listening by radio, if you're streaming us online or you may be listening to a podcast after the fact again thank you so much for being here today you can reach us on our toll-free line at uh, senior care live here's the number write it down 1-800-331-6445 again that's one 800 331 Three three one six four four five. And don't forget to, uh, check out the website. Go online to Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, seniorcarelive.com. And uh, be sure to connect socially. We do a lot of communication through social media. You don't want to miss out on that. And, uh, also I had someone from, uh, they live in Oklahoma City, uh, obviously in Oklahoma. And, uh, I posted, uh, the, something on, on uh, Facebook actually. And he writes in there, turn up the watts can't get you down here in oklahoma and i'm like oh hey i listen we we've got that covered for if anyone has a concern or you may have a family member living outside of the huge broadcast area but it is in the Kansas City metro area plus a little bit uh you can stream it live uh, just go to seniorcarelive.com click on the listen live button it'll stream straight to your phone your tablet your computer whatever you have and and uh, and I'll remind you of that later as well but do not miss out you don't have to wait for the podcast you can tune it in uh online uh, and literally anywhere in the world so, uh, so So feel free to do that and pass that along to anyone uh, that uh, may be interested in that. Okay, so today we have a really, really good program. We're going to cover some critically important information uh, with my special guest here. We're going to start that uh, sometime in the second segment throughout the rest of the program. If this is going to be very specific about heart disease and what to look for and symptoms and what to do. And uh, And we're going to speak with an amazing, an amazing woman who actually survived a heart attack. Her story is phenomenal. You do not want to miss out on this. Uh But first, uh I want to share some information with you as I've been <laughs> kind of, I've been a little preachy about Mark. I've, if I've been preachy, I he, he's given me the, eh, maybe a little, <laughs> but I, I've been a little preachy about the big warning of the peak demand for all of these senior care communities being in January and February. And so, as discussed, as predicted, Right on time and true to form – I am seeing lots and lots of waiting lists and, uh, and and it's all over the place but especially at the top senior care communities and the best ones because guess what everyone wants to move to the best one. And so if you're searching for a place and you're doing this on your own and you run into the situation where you may have like a 3 month waiting list, uh, you may have a 6 to 12 month wait list, uh, a place I screened the other day had a 24 month wait list. So if you encounter a a wait list, what are you going to do? I mean, you have to do something. The reason you're looking is because you need help. maybe home is no longer an option or it could be a lot of things. but you know I recently had this situation occur with the family that I was doing some consulting with. Uh, they were willing to make a two step move and so it might be something for you to consider uh, and this, what this means is that you you would move your loved one or or yourself to a facility, receive the care while you 're waiting for your preferred or maybe your number one choice to become available, you know, X months down the road. Now, frankly, when this happens, most of the time when I follow up with my clients, they end up staying at that first place that they thought maybe was a temporary spot waiting for their, their, the second move there, but they're like, hey, you know, we, we got to know the people here. We like it. They're doing a good job, so we don't, we don't really see the need to move. So, and sometimes you do move to that second place when it becomes available. So that's an option. And then uh, oh, about a week and a half ago or so, I met with a couple, uh, super nice couple, very sharp. Uh, and and the husband was taking care of his wife, and he said, "Look, Steve, you know I'm no spring chicken. This is uh, this is starting to really take a toll." And they're not interested in moving twice. They want to move one and done. So I consulted with them. We had a, a very extensive, uh, a consulting session and counseling session. And so, uh, I basically worked with them, uh, and we put together a plan to remain in their home until this apartment becomes available. And it was a pretty long wait list, uh, in this particular situation. So they're going to make a few, uh, more on the minor side, but very important and functional, uh, uh, Home modifications, and so they they can uh, you know improve the functionality of the home and help him help her and uh, then they're also going to bring in a home care company, and uh, you know they have a, a really good long term care insurance policy, so now you're starting to get into some of the other layers of complexity and so they have a good long term care insurance policy, and they said you know they sent us this list of providers that they are uh, that they uh, that they work with. And they're on this kind of this short list. So I, I coached them on which providers that they might want to consider given my experience in the marketplace. I also scratched out the ones that they definitely should not contact. Uh, and then I also gave them a third provider that is not on their list. And they're like, well, if it's not on the list, can you do that? Well, yeah, most people don't understand that long term most long term care insurance providers will contract uh with a home care provider and it's really just kind of a one off contractor as needed so uh, most of the time they will consider that and here's why if they have a provision saying that well you have to be a licensed you know licensed by your state uh well guess what Kansas and Missouri licensure is not required uh, it's not even available in Missouri. It's very optional in Kansas, and only a few places have it. Uh, versus the, you know, two or three hundred others that do not. So they will consider a one-off contract. And so I gave them a, a name of a third place, uh, and then I provided them. I've talked about this before, uh, but I provided them the uh, what I call the home care provider screening tool, and this is totally free of charge on both websites, Senior Care Live. Dot .com and seniorcareconsulting.com and you can it's a PDF file you just go there find it download it print it off and boom you're in business uh, totally free of charge feel free to help yourself but i provided them that tool so that they could vet their top three providers. And again, it was two on the list and one not on the list. And then uh, once they meet with all three of these providers, they ask them all the same questions, then they're going to choose the one that they feel the most comfortable with, that they feel is the best fit for their family and their needs. That's what that's all about. So I just wanted to take uh, a couple of minutes today uh, towards the end of this first segment and review that for you. So we call it the home care provider screening tool. And some of these are kind of obvious. Uh, some of them are uh, not so obvious, but ask the same questions of all three when you're screening them. So how long have you been in business? So are they a brand new provider? Are they learning on you? <laughs> or are you their 2,000th two, two customer uh, or client's? Uh, so, uh, just, and, and look, the newer places, that doesn't mean that, that they'll do a bad job. They'll probably do a fine job. Uh, but yeah, I think you want someone with some experience, uh, that can, that can address all of your needs. Uh, that would be my personal preference. Uh, are you privately owned a national company or are you a franchise? So in my, some people say, well, I want to go with a privately owned, you know, like a local, uh, uh, group, a home care provider, and that's fantastic. Uh, some people say, well, you know, I'm not sure about these, these franchise, uh, uh, ease, and, and I don't know about the, these national companies. Look, here's what it all comes down to. This is a top down operation. It totally comes down to who is the local person in charge of the business and how do they run that business do they set their bar high uh, do they have high expectations uh, do they screen their their staff thoroughly I, I mean this i mean there there's a lot to it but it all comes down to that local person running the business uh, in in my opinion you know how many offices do you own and operate where are they located exactly what services do you offer if you have dementia uh, concerns you know ask them you know are you uh, are you Trained in dementia, are you experienced there? Uh, Can you meet our needs for my loved one who has Alzheimer's? Or dementia? Is there a is there an RN on staff? And and if so, what is their role? Do you offer geriatric care management services? How do you screen your staff? Is your staff uh, of caregivers licensed, bonded, and insured? What happens if there's an accident in my home or I'm missing uh, some valuables? What what's the process there? What happens if the caregiver cannot come out today? Will you? send out a replacement caregiver so I don't have to blow up my entire day. So feel free to go out and, and just go SeniorCareLive.com or SeniorCareConsulting.com and download totally free of charge the home care provider screening tool, and that will help you remain in your home independently and safely while you're waiting on one of these uh, communities to uh, have an opening for you. All right, so now the senior care live question of the week. Medicaid will help pay for the cost of assisted living, A, in Kansas, B, in Missouri, C, in both states, or D, not in either state. The answer, right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. Operators are always standing by, so call now. Call anytime, 24-7. Here's the phone number, 1-800-331-6445 four, five. And don't forget, as I mentioned last time, I'll just mention it briefly again. You can stream this program. Uh, if you have an internet connection, uh, boom, you are in business. Go to seniorcarelive.com, click listen live and it will stream into any electronic device that you have. All right. Back to the senior care live question of the week. Medicaid will help pay for the cost of assisted living. A in Kansas. B, in Missouri, C, in both states, or D, not in either state? And the answer is C, C, in both states. However, this is kind of a trick question. I always throw a lot of trick questions out here, right? But it. They're tricky questions because this is how difficult some of this stuff is. There's a giant catch to this statement. In Missouri, Medicaid will pay a whopping, hold on to your hats, $292 a month toward the cost of assisted living. By the way, the average cost of assisted living is somewhere between $5,000 and $6,000 a month on average. So, frankly... The 292 is not going to help enough. So I guess my question is, why bother? I mean, oh, yeah, we help out. It's 292. It's just it's not enough to be really meaningful at all. Uh So in Kansas, it's a little different situation, just different laws, different programs. We have a program called HCBS, Home and Community-Based Services. It is a bucket of money underneath that Medicaid umbrella. Uh, within the Medicaid program, it will help pay for assisted living. However, there's a big catch. Assisted living is considered a social model, not a medical model. So it will help with the support services, your help with your activities of daily living, like The assistance with your, you know, your bathing, dressing, grooming, uh, meal preparation, uh, housekeeping, laundry, dispensing your medication, they uh, transportation, they do a whole lot for you. So Medicaid will help with that part, but it will not pay for your room and board, the cost of your apartment. So the family would have to kick in two or three or four hundred dollars, maybe up to a couple of thousand dollars a month to help pay for the cost of that room and board, and that is really unrealistic for most of my clients. Uh, once in a while, we can make that work. If there are several siblings that are able to kick in a 100 bucks a piece, a couple hundred dollars a piece, we can make that work. Most of the time, it that just doesn't work either. So technically, it's available, but uh, big, big, big limitations. So, all right, before we get to my special guest, Mark, can I gloat? Just for me, is it is it polite to gloat? Okay, I got a thumbs up on that. So Mark says I can gloat, but only for a couple of minutes. So let me gloat. (laughs) I had a nice lady call me with a very complex placement situation. Call me with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, where we help families and individuals find the right fit at any level of care that may be needed. So, very complex situation uh with her parents. Dad needs a nursing home level of care, heavy medical care with complex medical needs, uh including a PEG tube, a feeding tube, uh and uh, the enteral nutrition and and a lot of other medical issues. So, he's a lot of care on the medical side of things. Mom needs assisted living, uh but she has early Alzheimer's. So, for now, she will need a basic assisted living uh uh, uh community but later she'll need to be able to transition to memory care at the assisted living level physically she's doing great it's just uh, the cognitive issues and uh, and then on the financial side of things so we're getting more complex now they are going to do a division of assets, uh, working with the local elder law firm that does a great job with that. Dad will qualify from Medicaid within three months of his spend down and then qualify. Mom will be private pay for about five to six years. And then at that point, uh, they, she will need to transition to Medicaid as well. And at that point, she'll ultimately need the nursing home level of care, which will need to also have memory care available, all covered by Medicaid. Oh, and by the way, we need to move next week. And, oh, by the way, they want to be together. We're not talking about two different places. We're talking about a continuing care retirement community that can meet all of these needs that we have in this complex puzzle. Sound complex? Yep. It sounds complex because it is complex. But guess what? That's what we do at Senior Care Consulting every single day. So she said, Uh, Look, I have to tell you, I called one of these free referral services that promises to help you find a place for your parents. And, uh, she explained all this. And do you know what she heard from the, uh, from the uh, senior care advisor from the, from the free referral service? She heard crickets. There was silence. And then the lady says, um, um, hmm. Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to have to talk to a friend of mine. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll get back with you here in the next couple of weeks. (laughs) That's, look, this is a, you get what you pay for senior care consulting help. We help our clients through complex matters, through simple matters and everything in between. This was, this was very easy for me to walk through because this is my specialty through my firm, senior care consulting. If you have a complex matter, give us a call. We offer a free consultation and we can help you even in the most complex situations. 913-945-2800 or online at seniorcareconsulting.com. I had someone else say, well, Steve, how do you know all these, all these services are popping up all over the place and how do you know if, uh, if one of these services, uh, operates in the way that you've explained previously, these free referral services, they get kickbacks, uh, from a very short list of providers. Uh, they don't work for you. They work for the facilities. Uh, there's just so many, so many issues with that. But they said, hey, how do you know that they work like that? And I said, it's super easy. It's a great question. Super easy. You look for one word and that word is free. If that service is free to you, that means they don't work for you. They work for the providers, and they work exactly how I've explained several times before in this program. So here's the point. Don't call the free referral services. We work with a flat fee for service. It's very reasonable. We work directly for you and in your family's best interest. Give us a call at 913-945-2800, and we can help you with even the most difficult of circumstances. All right, Mark. I'm done gloating. So, and it was just a few minutes. So, anyway, all right. I'm going to shift gears and introduce my special guest uh, today, Jody Jackson. Uh, Jody is a former ambassador with the American Heart Association, and Jody has a heck of a story. Uh, Jody, welcome back to Senior Care Life.
0: Thanks so much for having me again. I appreciate it.
1: All right, all right. So, uh, uh, I I gloated a little bit too long. <laughs> I wanted to get in a little bit sooner. So, I want you to save your personal story until right after. The break, and for our listeners, you want to hear this story. It is amazing, and and look, our goal today is to save someone's life. Absolutely, uh, with this information, and, and it gives me chills to think that with the information we are about to share with our listeners. The we may very well help someone save their life. Oh
0: yes, absolutely.
1: And and so I am so looking forward to that. And so and so Jody is a a heart attack survivor. You will not want to miss her story. And then we're going to talk about symptoms and how to how do I know if I'm having a heart attack symptom or if it's just you know a bad meal that I just had. Right. So there's so much to it. But hang on, don't go away. We will be right back. back you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information about this program and how we can help you and your family don't forget to call our toll free number anytime 1-800-331-6445 again 1-800-331-6445 and don't forget if you miss a program or you wish someone else would have heard the information i'll guarantee you you're going to think of someone at the end of this show and you're going to say look Go back after the fact to SeniorCareLive.com, dot com. Go to the podcast section and give us till about the middle of the following week, and uh, and we'll have the podcast up, and then you can listen to that anytime you just just click the button and boom, it'll it'll stream straight to you. So uh, so it's really that simple. So don't forget about the podcasts uh, after the fact. All right, uh, back to my special guest today, Jody Jackson, former ambassador of the American Heart Association, and 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 Jody, you're you're all about raising the awareness and that's for a very good reason Uh, would you share your story with us today
0: i do have a good reason for that back on october 11th um october 13th actually of 2011 i was driving home from work and started in with a toothache um, a toothache a toothache Mm -hmm. um thinking i'd just been to the dentist i can't believe i have a toothache i'm gonna have to go back (laughs) and as i got closer to home i'm driving down K10 going towards Lawrence,
1: yeah.
0: it gets worse and worse. And I was. A
1: toothache. A toothache. Mm.
0: And so I was riding with a friend of mine, driving her back to my house because we carpooled. And by the time we pulled in my driveway, she said, You look awful. She goes, I hate to tell you that. Are you okay? I said, I'm fine. I just have some heartburn and a toothache. I need to go in and take some antacids. Yeah. So I went in, I took the antacid, um, and it became quickly clear to me, although I didn't know what was wrong that I was very
1: ill. There's something,
0: there was something really, really wrong. out there. It's not um, your normal, not your normal yeah. at all. I had just this raging headache like I've never experienced before. And by that time, my toothache had become to had spread through my entire jaw. Mm-hmm. Like, and it hurt like my teeth were going to fall out of my
1: head. Wow. And
0: so I didn't know what it was. Um, so I put the dog in her crate and I called an ambulance because I was home by myself. I knew for sure I needed to see a doctor. It was a feeling of, if I don't see a doctor, I'm going to die. Mm. Um wow. so I called 911 um told him my symptoms um that I felt like I was having some heartburn um he asked me if I had chest pain I said it doesn't hurt it just feels like you know heartburn. I Mexican feeling right. I have heartburn yeah yeah um and then I had this horrible headache Um, and then I told him about my jaw and right after I said that to him, he had me choose some baby aspirin, um, Uh and wait for the ambulance. Um, so as I got in the ambulance, what I didn't know was they knew that I was having a heart attack. They Mm -hmm. could tell when they hooked me up to the EKG and they had called that ahead to the hospital. And so when I got to the hospital, all of the ER doctors and nurses were standing behind the counter and I rounded a corner into a room that was full of a cardiac team. Wow, And the cardiologist was just getting there, and he looked at me when he looked at the EKG and said, you're having a heart attack, we've got to go to surgery. And we've got to go right now. And when he said right now, we'd started down the hallway and just about a near so, sprint. Is
1: that the first time that you heard the H word, the heart attack? Word? Yes,
0: that was the first time. That, that It's
1: like you're having a heart attack. We're going now. Yes. And you're like, what the? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I was so surprised. I was 42 years old. I didn't 42, even, 42. Oh I didn't even gosh. know women that were 42 had heart attack, yeah. had heart disease. Right. Although I knew about heart disease and you know certain things cause it it wasn't really at the forefront of my mind when i was 42 years old i thought it was something that people in their 70s and 80s got yeah um it never
1: at 42 i mean uh why uh, it wouldn't even cross your mind no it didn't cross my mind too too early you you think yes you would think yeah
0: but it turns out as i've Come to work with Heart Association in the past and met other survivors. That it happens to a lot of very young women. Yeah. Um, the stress in their lives um, that they have being moms and working,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, also pregnancy. Um, yeah. Women that are in that childbearing age tend to have heart attacks. Some um, pregnancies very hard on your body. A lot of things I had no idea, um, and would have never told you that I was going to be a candidate a heart attack yeah and now from the time i'm 42 on live with heart disease
1: so so he, he said ma'am you're having a heart attack and yes. your, your <laughs> eyes pop out of your head you're Oh, like, absolutely! Head? and he's like we're going to surgery right now <laughs> right now so you had so, no you don't
0: have any time i'm asking well and women are multitaskers and i'm asking <laughs> the nurse i said to the nurse how long is this going to take to recover from when can i go back yeah. to work because you just i mean you really don't think rationally when somebody tells you something like that right. you can't Because
1: that's hard to wrap your head around that one.
0: It's very hard to wrap your head around that one, because for me at that age, I thought that a heart attack was that Hollywood heart attack where you clutch your chest and you fall to the ground and you lose consciousness. Mm -hmm. And none of that had happened to me. I was still awake. I was still talking to them. And so to me, how bad could it really be? Um, and what I found out afterwards, what he told me afterwards, was that I had the worst heart attack you could have. It's known as the Widowmaker.
1: I've heard of the Widowmaker. Yes. That's like no one survives that. There, well, it's rare, very few. Very rare. Um,
0: less than 20% of women survive wow. the kind of heart attack I had. Holy and mostly cow. because they don't seek medical attention.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what happens is the plaque in an artery, I only had about a 20% plaque buildup, but it broke. And it caused 100% immediate occlusion Of my artery.
1: So, so the plaque breaks off Mm -hmm. and now it's free flowing.
0: Now it's free flowing. And then
1: it's gonna, it's gonna clog up somewhere.
0: It clogs up. That's
1: your problem. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And so they went in and they were able to put stents in. Um, They placed. Three stents that night. And a um, stent
1: means it goes around the blockage. It
0: goes through the blockage. Oh, through and the blockage. They, okay. They're able to, it's just a little bitty, it looks like a little coil, and uh-huh. it, they're able to open it up, you can kind of drill through the blockage, open it up, and it keeps your artery open.
1: And then the flow can continue. And then the flow, and it okay. was,
0: I watched them do it on the screens. You're kidding. Because where I, the doctor was watching, <laughs> I could see it. And as soon as they opened that up, all of the pressure in my chest just went away.
1: Instant um, relief. Instant
0: relief. And you were awake for that? I was awake for that. Oh I my was gosh. in the cath lab. They didn't actually okay. do bypass surgery okay. where they had to cut my chest open. Yeah. Um that was on their list of things they might have to do, right. but fortunately for me they didn't have to go that route.
1: So they went, not that any of this is minor, but that's a lot less invasive than Absolutely. like open heart surgery yes. or using the scopes through your chest and yes, all that stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um so that was where they took just a um they ran that up through the artery in mm-hmm. my leg, uh-huh. um, up to my heart. So, yeah. um, and that they was they opened surprised. it up. They opened it up. Um, and when we left, um, the cath lab, he said to me, he said, you're very, very lucky. He said, had you laid down and gone to sleep, you would have never woken up.
1: Wow. So, so, and, and, so how many people say, oh, you know, I, the, the mm-hmm. dentist missed something toothache. Yes. Um. Yeah, my lunch isn't agreeing with me. Yes. Take a couple of Advils. I'm just going to take a little nap here. Yes. How many people would do that? Well, e- everybody would do it.
0: In women, less than twenty percent survive the kind of heart attack I had. So more than eighty yeah. percent don't seek medical care when they're having that kind of heart attack.
1: And then I got to say, uh, uh, the men. And, and now I'll, I will say this: I do not if. If I now I don't go screaming to the emergency room right. with a hangnail, but if I think something's wrong, yes. I'm not afraid. I am not afraid to say, "Hey, let's let's look into mm-hmm. this, folks." Uh, but most men are not like that. Most men We're are macho. Not like that. We're macho. Oh, absolutely. And, oh, I can I can get through that. Yes, you know, and 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 that's what we do, which mm-hmm. is not very smart. <laughs> no, it's not smart at all.
0: And in fact, a survey of women shows that women are fifty percent more likely to call an ambulance for their husband, spouse, partner. Um, than they are for themselves so circumstance for me was that i happened to be home by myself and i felt like i needed to see a doctor and that was my only option uh-huh. because i felt like i couldn't drive so that the circumstance just worked out right for me but a lot of people just do not they lay down to see if they feel better somebody goes to check on them you know it's mid-afternoon somebody goes up says hey it's dinner time and they're not they've passed Because they didn't seek medical attention.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, some of the warning signs. Um, and, and maybe, um, and I'll guarantee you lots of people listening right now had no idea that there's pain in your jaw or yeah. or like a, it could start off as simple as a toothache mm-hmm. uh, and, and and it may be a toothache but it might not be a toothache right. and so if your toothache then starts to spread and accompanied by some of these other issues mm-hmm. you better be calling somebody like Absolutely. right now and so so let's get into some of these symptoms so that we can inform our listening audience of what exactly what to look for
0: right so that hollywood heart attack where it's sudden and you clutch your chest does happen but it's very rare um, mostly heart attacks come on slowly um, where they start with one or two symptoms and then progressively more symptoms come along. Mm-hmm. And so some of the signs that can mean you're having a heart attack are chest discomfort. Now, I didn't have any pain, but it just felt like pressure and heartburn, um, but it never hurt me. So even something like that, a friend of mine said my father-in-law had a heart attack the other day. It felt like he swallowed a golf ball.
1: Wow. Um, so, so it doesn't have to, doesn't be, have the, to be painful uh, that, that you always hear the elephant sitting on your chest. Yeah. Now it might feel like that, but it absolutely right. does not, it have, does not, to not have to be something like but that. But it certainly obvious.
0: can, but yeah. it doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, so it, it can go away. It can come back. If it keeps coming back like that, you want to see a doctor. Yeah. Um, discomfort in other areas of so, the upper
1: body. He, he felt like he swallowed a golf ball. Yes. So th- that's like some pressure kind of where your esophagus exactly. kind of maybe touches, mm-hmm. like your diaphragm, where, where right. it's going in. It's just some weird kind of, yes. like, that would be like an internal pressure uh-huh. kind of pushing it out. It just felt off Like, like you, you got a way. golf ball in there. Yeah. So, and I just want to focus on some of these details. Yes. Uh, because, you know, if you feel like that, might be something you ate. But if it's mm-hmm. in conjunction with some of these other things, right. call somebody. Absolutely. Better safe than sorry. Okay. Uh, and we only have about a minute okay. left, and then we'll continue this definitely okay. after the break here. Perfect. go ahead.
0: Um, and the other one with the chest discomfort would be other areas of the upper body, like your jaw, like your neck, pain in your arms, um, or in your stomach, like a feeling of nausea. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's really important. If it's coupled with shortness of breath, um, that would be important. Um and also breaking out in a cold sweat, nausea, or lightheadedness are some of your main symptoms that both men and women um have.
1: That is amazing. And so for our listeners, if you're listening to this and you're like, Man, I, I wish I you know, I wish my mom could could be hearing this uh or or i wish i wish a friend could hear this just take some notes listen up but then after the fact go listen to the podcast you can send the podcast uh in an email link to someone you can even text it to them so you can do that at seniorcarelive.com. you click on the podcast tab and you can share this information with someone it just may save their life we're going to have some more critical information very valuable information right after the break Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll free number, 1-800-331-6445. Again, that's 1-800-331-6445. Back to my special guest today, Jody Jackson, former ambassador with the American Heart Association and a heart attack survivor. And, and Jody, we're going to have, I'm going to have to have you back because we have so much information That we're not going to be able to get to uh, today. But let's, uh, and just in the few minutes we have left in this final okay. segment, let's focus on women's heart attack symptoms mm-hmm. because they're a little bit different. And I'll guarantee you 90 plus percent of our audience, they do not understand this.
0: Absolutely. You know, where men are more likely to have the chest discomfort and the pain in their arms, women are truly more likely to have dizziness, nausea, things that they can... Kind of explain away as the flu or they pulled their back, like muscular pain in their back. Pain um, between
1: uh, or behind your shoulder blades. Yes. Um, so you can do that lifting up something. Absolutely
0: so. you can. So there's so many. But make sure if these symptoms are together, you know, if you're having nausea, vomiting, um, shortness of breath together that would indicate or if you're having back and jaw pain um, with sweating and vomiting and dizziness that could indicate so if you take the so symptoms, look, look for
1: a combination look
0: for a combination of the symptoms very rarely is it just one symptom so but it, a combination of them
1: so if you had a toothache and that was it yeah it's probably a toothache it's probably a toothache it, it might not be but it's probably a toothache yes. but then that that continued in throughout your entire jaw. And then you had some other symptoms and I you're did. like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Right. And so you have to pay attention yes. to these symptoms. And, uh, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, long story short, his wife watched Oprah. This has been mm-hmm. 20 years ago and they talked about jaw pain mm-hmm. as like a big uh, indicator yes. for, for ladies mm-hmm. uh, and, and with, with the heart attack. She had jaw pain like a few days after watching yes. that. And she said, "Oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me and and she uh and she went in and she they caught it really early she was getting she was having a heart attack, early, yes, like first part of it
0: right, and I had a friend um that read my blog. Um, and she started, she was a nurse and she started having some symptoms and she said to me, she said, I thought of you in the back of my head and she was driving and she stopped where there was a police officer and flagged him down and he called an ambulance for her and she was having a heart attack as well. Wow. So, you know, she thought of me and the information that I shared um, and that saved her life. So,
1: and that's why you're so, um, you're just so, what do I want to say? You're so, so active, active yes. in, in, uh, the go red for women campaign yes, is, is you're like, a, this, a major advocate and yes. really pro- promoting that because we're the whole goal. What is the, the goal for the, for the wear red for women?
0: Well, the goal for wear red for women, you know, of course, a week ago, a little over a week, week ago, ago yeah. um, was national wear red day. And that's to bring awareness to the fact that heart disease is the number one killer of women and it kills, um, one in three women. And that's about one in three, one in three. It's actually the statistic is about one in two point six. Wow. And, you know, it's the women's number one killer. But if in a poll of women, only 13 percent of women even see that as a health threat to them. And that's a startling statistic Mm -hmm. when it's the number one killer of women. If you compare that to something like breast cancer, Mm -hmm. not to diminish breast cancer, breast cancer kills one in 30 women a year and heart disease kills one in two point six. So it is their number one. It's ten times the rate. Ten times the rate. Um, And most women, because Susan G. Komen Foundation has done such a great job of advocating, would tell you it's breast cancer because that's what they hear the most about. Sure. So Go Red for Women aims to bring that to the forefront so that women hear about Mm -hmm. it and know it and know what the signs are and that it is their number one killer.
1: So if that doesn't get your attention... So you would think, you know, the pink ribbons and everything. And again, not diminishing it. Right. It's super important. It's yes, a big, absolutely. big, big, huge deal, but 10 times more women die from heart issues and heart attacks. Mm-hmm. 10 times. Yes. So that puts us in perspective.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: So some of the other uh, some of the other uh, warning signs and uh, I'll just let you go ahead and with some of the things I think that you were wanting to share. Well
0: yeah, really um those are the warning signs. Um women are more likely um when they're postmenopausal, their rate goes up way over that to 2 to 3 times higher than premenopausal women.
1: Yeah, is that a- hormone related
0: that is hormone related okay um heart disease is strongly tied to hormone shifts uh-huh. um which is why in somebody like my case, when I go through menopause, they will not give me hormones yeah um I'll just have to tough it out, but um stroke as well is part of heart disease, and it's the number three killer of women, wow. so um between heart disease and stroke you've got two of the top three
1: that's all related
0: it's all related to your to your, to your
1: heart health, yes, to yep. your heart
0: health, and you know there's ways you can prevent it. You can lead an active lifestyle. You can watch your weight. You can watch what you eat. Um, you can not smoke. You can drink limited alcohol. Stop!
1: Stop the smoking. I, stop I mean, the
0: smoking. What, what, That's one of the biggest causes of of heart disease in young women.
1: I, I'm not. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beat anyone up if you smoke. <laughs> but uh, uh, why would you? I, right. I, I don't get it. Um, it doesn't smell good. It's killing you. And oh by the way, it's just unbelievably expensive. Just, yes. Get some help there there's some mm-hmm. medications that can help you kick it uh and, and just and stop it. And, and your lungs will start to repair and you'll put yourself at much lower risk for uh mm-hmm. some of these heart related issues and you'll be a lot richer. You'll probably yes. be a few hundred give yourself you a few, few hundred dollars a month raise. Uh yes. stop smoking. <laughs> so anyway, that's my PSA today. Yes. My public service. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Announcement. You know, there's other things. If you have diabetes you're at a higher risk for heart disease. So in managing other diseases you'll reduce your risk for heart disease um and stroke. Um, make sure that if your doctor prescribes medication, you're taking it properly because they're giving it to you for a reason. Most likely because your cholesterol's high, your blood pressure's high. Controlling those is really important. And the one other really, really big thing, and people are going to hate to hear me say this, mm-hmm. is you have to manage your salt intake. Yeah, it's crucial mm. um, to m- blood pressure um and what you really have to control your blood pressure and people that don't have high blood pressure think they don't need to control their salt intake but they absolutely do and so all of your pre your processed foods that kind of thing mm-hmm. super high in salt so really your diet of eating more fruits and vegetables and unprocessed foods are really going to lead you down the road to less likely having heart attacks and
1: you know in my in my older age here um i am i i can't stand like You've, I I don't go to fast food. I never did eat a whole lot of it anyway, but I, you will just rarely see me uh, in, in a in a place. Mm-hmm. In a, I don't know. I, I just, it does. I don't like it. I don't like the processed foods. Right. I'm a- eating cleaner foods. My whole family is eating cleaner foods. Yes. Uh, and yeah, it's a little more expensive. It takes a little more work to it make something versus work. buy something, mm-hmm. but it's totally worth it.
0: It absolutely is. And my kids being teenagers don't like to go to McDonald's and that type of thing. They were pretty young when I had my heart attack. Yeah. They were eight and 11. Um, So we stopped all of that. On a rare occasion, if we're on the road and we just can't find anything else to eat, we'll stop. But that's about it for us. Um,
1: And then some of the resources, uh, the additional educational information information, uh, for uh, centers for uh, disease control uh uh womenheart.org and then uh heart.org is the American Heart yes. Association. And
0: they have great information on all three of those sites.
1: And I'll make sure that I get these links yeah. uh, on my website under okay, uh under the resources tab. Yes. Uh and then uh if you'd like can I put uh, a link to your blog Absolutely. Uh, on there because sure. I I have read that many times yeah. it's really good information. It it's already saved a nurse's life. Yes. It I, has and, and so uh, you did exactly what Oprah did. I mean, just yes. getting the information Well, out, you do. You know. I felt
0: like, I can't believe I'm this young, and everybody needs to know it. Are, and she was a nurse. <laughs> yes, she wh- was a nurse. Was not nurse. She is a nurse. She is she, a nurse. She, lived. Yes, she lived. She did, and she is a nurse. But, you know, they have different specialties, and they don't pay attention to some of the things versus others.
1: And I'll tell you what. Not all nurses. My wife's a nurse yes. and she's, she's pretty fit, but a lot of nurses, um, you know, they'll say one thing and maybe do another yes, absolutely. they don't, they don't pay attention to their own, their yes. own circumstance. So, all right, Jody, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, and, and I do want to have you back because I think there's some other things that I would love to, to talk okay. about. It's such a huge issue and I bet you we made a difference in someone's life. Today. I hope
0: so. Thanks so much for having me today. I appreciate it.
1: You bet. You bet. And to everyone listening, I'm so honored you spent part of your day tuning into this program. Thank you so very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live.